Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Welcome to Rejoice Marriage Ministries Telephone Conference. We're thrilled to have everyone here, and we know we're going to have many people listening to this possibly the uh, next day, so we're thrilled to have everyone hearing this telephone conference uh, today, and we're excited for everyone to be here, and we just pray that if you do not have uh, a glass of iced tea or a drink and your Bible and some note paper, we suggest you get it, and because we hope you will write some scriptures down that we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be telling you about tonight. So we're thrilled to have you, and we're going to open up with prayer and an opening scripture, and then we're going to get started. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for doing this telephone conference, and we just ask that everyone will be able to hear, and we are just thank you for the Bible study we're going to do right now, and we're just going to thank you for the prayer session we're going to have at the end, and we just ask that we will keep our eyes and our hearts open to believing in for a miracle of marriage restoration in each and every one of these standards, hearts, and lives. We know we have men and women uh, from across the United States, and we just ask that you would put aside all of the pain and suffering that you may have had this uh, past weekend, and we just ask that you will turn your hearts to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm going to let go and let God deal with the circumstances and lay it at his feet and then say, Lord, today is a new day. And Lord, we ask that you would uh, do all the divine intervention that needs to be done in softening husbands and wives' hearts and lives to change them, to have them come to their senses and escape from the trap of the enemy and turn their heart and life back home to their waiting husbands and wives and children. And we'll just give you the praise and the glory when you do this. And, Lord, we also ask that you would anoint me and touch me, and we just pray you would touch Lori and Tim, who are here working um, with us. And we just thank you for them. We just ask that everything would run perfectly, smoothly, and we just pray that we will have a blessed night studying your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Lori, thank you for being here, and Tim is vital uh, in this, so we're uh, thrilled to have everybody here. And uh, I'm going to open up with uh, scripture in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, because there, without God's word, I feel like I would have never been where I needed to be to be where my uh, husband had disappeared to in uh, living in sin but I was not any better because I didn't know God's word. So Ephesians, I mean Hebrews, sorry, uh, 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even through the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all God's 
nothing in creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And this is the good part, because it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we professed. If we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And I know that there are many of you that are hurting tonight or could call us up and tell us all your circumstances or email us all your circumstances. But at our Bible study, we try to say, let's look at what we need to do. Let's not look at all what they're doing, but say, Lord, change me. Touch me. Help me be the mother or father I need to be to my children. Help me to radiate the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's my question tonight for you, is will you commit to the Lord your marriage to be all that you want it to be and have it to be most of all what the way the Lord wants it to be in the future. It could be tonight. It could be tomorrow. It could be in one month. We do not know when the Lord is going to start moving mountains of circumstances. So we're going to ask you to know that you need to walk in faith and hope and trust. If we don't have those special keys for this marriage restoration process, we're going to fall. We're going to fail. We're going to get weary and tired. So just like I said at the beginning, if you've been hurt and wounded this weekend, give it to the Lord. Let God deal with any and all of your circumstances. What would we do without praying? You know, when I meet with people that come to visit Pompano Beach, I always ask them some questions. And I say, these are your questions for tonight. I'll pretend I'm sitting across to you at a restaurant. And I'm saying to you, where, before you tell me your circumstances, where are you spiritually? How are you on a level 1 to 10? Where are you? Are you reading God's Word every day? Are you getting fed and filled up with the Holy Spirit every day reading a psalm, a proverb, or the New Testament? Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read what Jesus tells us to do and how we need to be like Him. We need to know the, uh, the parables. We need to be able to be able to share them with other people. And then, of course, we love to read Paul, Paul's writings in the rest of the New Testament, many of the books, because Paul was a Saul. He was a prodigal. He was killing Christians. And the Lord, in Acts chapter 9, touched him and changed his life completely. And then... He then became the spokesman, a mighty man of God in speaking God's word and went on mission trips everywhere. And you'll read that starting in Acts and going on. 
But we need to know that the church was built, and we need you in church. Are you going to church? Read Acts chapter 1. We need to read Acts, and we need to know it, that we need to be involved. So we get excited. We are very, very excited that you're here and that you are believing the Lord to resurrect your hurting or dead marriage because nothing is too hard for him. I found that out. Bob and I found that out for the last 24, 25 years. So I want you to believe that because you have people who have gone there and have, have been through the fire and you see it every weekend on Saturday Testimonies, giving you hope and encouragement by how other men and women's standards are having the Lord move in their hearts and lives. So we just want you to know that we need you to read the Word of God, and then we need you to put on the armor of God every day, every day, because you don't know what might happen to yourself or to your children when you're in the car or wherever you're at, you do not know the fiery darts that you might have come against you by the enemy. And that's what it says in Ephesians 6, that it's not the enemy, it's not the flesh and blood, but it's Satan coming against us. And, and that's why it says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now, I'm not going to read all of Ephesians, but you need to know that it says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Why do I say that? Because when I meet with the people here locally or ask them where they're at spiritually, 50% still tell me, no, I know that's what you teach, I know, but I just don't do it. And, you know, I keep reading books, and I keep reading that it's imperative we do it because we have the enemy that's shooting fiery darts at us Christians. And it's going to get worse before it gets better because the end times are coming and are here. So I just pray as, as I talk to you one-on-one -on -one tonight, I ask that you would just say, Lord, discipline me. Help me to grow in the Lord. See, the Lord wants you to grow in the Lord, and he's given you this love letter. But, you know, the enemy will do everything every day to block you and stop you from reading the word and praying and putting on the armor of God, putting the hedge of protection. And I go a step further, and I put the blood of Jesus over all our families as in Exodus, and then I put a wall of fire around us just like in Second Kings. So I, I go a little extra, but I am saying... You need to make that effort every single day. We don't want to skip because the enemy will then can possibly shoot a fiery dart at you. You will read that in the Old Testament when you read about the enemy. But you know what? God wins the battles and the war. He has won. Jesus Christ defeated Satan. We know Revelation. So we're excited about this conference and we're excited that we're doing it on a Monday night, like at Bible study. But we want you to know that we want you to not let the enemy hit you over the head with your past. Hit the head over you in the, on the head by your mistakes. We, yes, we have prodigals 
that become the standards because their wives or husbands will not forgive them or will never let them forget what they've done or they're filing for divorce and they say they got the exception clause but God has a plan and a purpose far greater than you can imagine and that is why we want you to never give up and believe that what the Lord is showing you each and every day that it's going to work out. And let me remind you about that other person, because I know that it's difficult to know if there is another person. We're going to pray that you will pray for that other person and pray blessings on them. Pray for them to find, go back to their spouse and their children or remove the children from your spouse and and get back to God's plan and purpose for marriage and not commit adultery. We need to pray for that. But you need to pray blessings, God's perfect will, plan, and purpose for their life. You are the one that may be the only one right now standing in the gap. There may be a mom or a dad or even a husband and wife that started or even was going to pray for their spouse to become a standard. We, you know, we do not often receive things because we don't ask, pray, and keep knocking, as it says in Matthew. We need to pray that scripture that I talk about often, which is Hosea 2, 6, and 7, putting a hedge of thorn bushes around the other person, that you will block all the tricks and all the schemes that the enemy is trying to do. Bob has written and he has told me many other times how he would have a date or a plan or a purpose for a weekend or a night and all of a sudden they got canceled or he had to go to work or something happened. Believe that hedge of thorn bushes can be put around and God can sever, cut, and destroy ungodly relationships forever. We need to pray that because we want, when your husband or wife comes home, we need to pray that they will not communicate with your spouse anymore. And Bob had to go back to work and for three months, and a lot of spouses have to go back and work out situations uh, with their jobs and so forth. And I had to trust Bob going back and going back right into where he was living. So, but you, you know what? I trust God. I trust God to bring him home, and I trust God to take care of Bob while he was gone. And we had a, an arrangement that when Bob came home, he agreed that, you know what? If, if so-and-so calls me, I'm going to let you know because I want you to pray for me that we'll just get this relationship over with and I won't have to deal with it anymore. And uh, it didn't work. Um, He um, opened the door by talking to her, but guess what? He finally said at six months, you know what? This isn't working. This isn't working because of the communication with the other person. And so I said, let's go see. His, he had a counselor that we had used before we got divorced. And I said, well, why don't you go see him and, and see what he says. And as you've read, or you made me brand new, and you haven't read all of our books, and the man, Jim, said, you know what, Bob, you can no longer have any relationship with her. 
regardless of her phone calls, regardless if she follows you to work, regardless whatever she's ever done, I want you to make a commitment to your marriage. And I need you to give six months, no communication. I don't care what happens, no holidays, no birthdays, nothing, nothing, no communication. And I will call her and tell her. But if you want to, you can call her now and tell her it's over and then nothing. And he says, and if you want to give it a chance for your wife, your children, and your marriage, and you know God spoke to you, then you need to do it. And that was the, that was, you can never stop praying for your marriage, dear standard. Never, never stop praying. Husband, wives, we need to be praying for our wives and our children and our children that are married and our grandchildren for the rest of our lives. We have an assignment. And if we don't take that assignment seriously, it's shame on us when something happens. We need to pray. We need to intercede. Just like our Lord said to uh, his special three that were on that garden, do not become weary in your flesh, but pray. And we need to pray. So I pray that you'll realize when uh, Jim, the counselor, said to Bob, will you do it? He did it. And you know what? He told me anytime whatever happened, and it, it stopped. Bob ignored and did nothing and did what he was supposed to do, turn his heart to the Lord. And I'm telling you, it works. Prayer works. God answers prayer. I pray that you are seeing the evidence of God answering big prayers and little prayers, even with your children, even with your mom and dad that may be getting older who are going through illnesses. You need to believe in the power of prayer in all your circumstances at work, regarding your finances, regarding anything. Dear Stander, God is right there with you. The Holy Spirit's right there. Pray. The Lord is standing at the right hand of God the Father, and he is right there interceding for us. So my heart's desire is that you will continue to grow in the Lord and then choose to live as children of light. So let's turn to Ephesians chapter Five, actually four. I said the wrong one. Ephesians chapter four, and let us read starting verse verse seventeen. And I hope you've got your Bible and you're opening it up. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separate from the life of God, or separated. And you know what this describes right here is what the Lord often told me, that that's where Bob was. He was separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that was in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they had given themselves over to sensuality, as in to, in to indulge in every kind of impurity and a continual lust for more. You know what? That is a, Let me jump in. I'm going to do this all while I'm teaching tonight because I'm going to treat you just as if you were sitting at a restaurant. But you need to bind against the spirit of lust. Bind against the strong man. It's in Matthew 12:29, And then say, 
and then bind, as it says in Matthew eighteen eighteen. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. But we want to bind the strong man, and then we want to bind against the perverse spirit. We want to bind against the spirit of whoredoms. We want to bind against the spirit of lust. And, you know, all we need to understand, we need to loose on them the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, the faithfulness, and the self-control. We need to loose on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we need to want to have them hearts changed and remove that spirit of lust. Bob was molested as a child, and and you're and I know that you or your spouse may have had that happen. Also, you or your uh, spouse may have had an alcoholic parent, and you have had to deal with um, addictions and your generational sins that could be passed on from one generation to another. But we talk about that on our CDs, but I want to tell you, you can break the generational sins. Just because your family or grandfather or grand or your mom and dad are divorced does not mean you have to be. It does not mean you have to go on to your children or future generations. You break the stronghold, break the generational sins forever. That's what I did, and Bob's grandfather was unfaithful and married the other woman. But we're breaking the generational sins. So we need to get excited about what we can do in our prayer closet. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard in your formal way of life. Well, you know what you were before. To put off your old, your old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind. And there's where I'm asking you, where are you tonight? What is your attitude? What is your, what's coming out of your mouth? Are you speaking with love to your children? Are you yelling and screaming all the time? You know, I watched a movie last night on TV, and it was a letter to Dad. And it's an old uh, movie uh, in 2009, but it is a movie at the end. It talks about divorce and about a child going through a lot of things and about a wife that that had an alcoholic um, husband, and she divorced him, and the child was devastated and never got over it because the father wasn't what he was supposed to be, seeing him all the time, which our men of God that are standards do that. So awesomely. But you know what? She got married to someone else, and he was worse. So she ended up having to get divorced. So no, so this boy went through all of that again. And I'm telling you this illustration because, you know what? It's not always greener on the other side. And that's what your spouse is going to find out. And they're going to realize they've made a terrible mistake. And that's where you have, with praying, we got to pray that they come to their senses and they get out of that non-covenant marriage, get out of that legalizing the adultery, because you are standing with your covenant with God for your marriage to be restored. And so we're excited about that, but we need to pray that your children do not get wounded and hurt. And we want to pray, you pray for your children, that their hearts, will not be hurt and hardened. 
and then you work with them and you teach them the word and you memorize some scriptures to help them so that mom and dad are not the bad people, but it's the enemy that's coming against everybody. But in the end, I'm telling you, this is a movie for you to watch someday because in the end there's restoration. Not only um, did this man uh, marry the love of his life, but he talked to his father about his wounding, and he said he forgave him. But then the father disappeared again, and at the end they get reconciliation. I'm not going to tell you how or restoration, but I'm not going to tell you how it happens. But you will be thrilled and praising the Lord when you watch this movie, if you ever get it. But the point is, it was a movie, and this is real life. And God is healing and resurrecting marriages. And I want you never to never give up. But we have to get rid of our old self. We have to die to ourselves, to our old attitudes, to our old habits. And we have to um, say, I want to be different, Lord. I want to be different than my husband. We had problems. Change me now. Change me now. Get rid of my... Uh, Latin uh, tem- uh, temper and all these other things that happen. Get rid of my flesh, me screaming. When I walked into the, that's what Lou said a couple of weeks ago to our Bible study. Get rid of my Latin temper. But you know what? I had to say to myself, forgive me for not listening to my husband, for letting him not be the head of the house, for keeping the hat on that I was a career woman and I was in charge when I came home. Forgive me for not listening to my husband and listening to his wisdom and knowledge. I had to understand that I, the Lord showed me all my fingers and more of what I did wrong. So it says, put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. So if you've got some battles you're still battling on with your flesh, with your mind and all, just ask the Lord to change you and show you what you need to do. He will do it. We talk about it in our devotions all the time because he wants us to strive to live a true righteousness life, to live in holiness. That's our goal, to live a holiness, Christ-like life. And it says, therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully. Don't lie to your spouse either, to his neighbor, or for we're all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. How are you angry? Are you sinning? We've got to beware that he says, and God says, and, and Paul actually says in um, this, in your verse 26, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Well, how many times did I hang up that phone with my husband, and before I knew this scripture, I would be so mad at him and feel like telling him off, and I would pick up the phone, call him back, and tell him off. Now, I know you've never done that, or you've never sent off an email or a text, but I didn't have email, texts, and Facebook or any of those other things, and I just would call him back, screaming at him, and then he would call me back, and we'd play telephone tag. But then the Lord gave me this wisdom of scriptures, of reading it. And then I knew I had, it was giving the devil a foothold. So fighting and having the wrong attitude is going to be anger. We've got to pray anger be gone out of your heart and mind. And the Lord can transform you by that way. So if you're battling with anger, go to our Charlene Cares. Click on the search page and 
put anger, and you're going to get Charlene Care's devotional and help you with it. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Here again, we have to watch what we say, watch what we speak out of our mouths, what we say to others, our tone, everything. What are we saying? The words and the tones. Verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but what only is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Imagine we're grieving the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all your bitterness, your rage, your anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. He is talking to us believers. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. He's saying be kind and compassionate to one another. Accept your husband and the other person. It doesn't say that. It says to everybody, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. We have no exceptions. In in Matthew chapter 6, it talks about the Lord's prayer and forgiveness. We need to realize we need to forgive over and over And let me take you into chapter 5, just two verses. Be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love. And are you living a life of love? Are you radiating God's love, even though you're going through a fire with your husband or wife? We need to, wherever we go, and whoever we see, We need to live a life of love because Jesus is love. God is love. And if we're not loving and we have got anger or bitterness against other people, then we need to do a huge self-examination and say, what's wrong with me? Well, I know what's wrong with you. You've been wounded. You've been hurt. But forgive them for what they've said. They probably don't even remember what they said to make you so upset and mad. Your spouse is speaking. Half the words they're speaking is coming from the enemy himself. So don't hang on to their words. The I never loved you. I never loved you even the day I married you. Those are lies from the enemy. I'm never coming back. That's another lie. How many over and over and over again we have spouses have come home for over 24 years since our ministry has started and they've come back and they've stayed. So we need to understand to don't fall into a trap of the enemy's trap yourself. And that's what the devil wants to do. He wants you to give up standing because of all the anger, bitterness, and all of this other stuff. This is all written to Christians. He's saying, live like that. You know what? Because if you do, what are the people at work going to think? What are the people going to think when you're honking or yelling at them on the corner and you've got a Christian sticker on your back of your car? We need to say, are we different or are we not? That's my question. So live a life of love just 
as Jesus Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So that's my question. My goal, that is my goal for you tonight. If you could just get Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 to the end and go into verse chapter 5 and live like a wife, a husband, a believer, and accept that challenge and say, Lord, I surrender my heart. I'm making a total commitment to have you transform me. Like I talked about the clay one time and many times in a devotional, is mold me, make me to be the husband or wife I need to be. And I'm going to ask Lori to turn to Psalm 37, verse 1 to 9, and have her read that for me. And I want you to understand, I'm asking you, will you make that total commitment? Do you know and understand what a total commitment is? But Psalm 37, 1 to 9 is going to help you a lot. Okay, Psalm 37 at verse 1 begins, Do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like the green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil, for evil men will be cut off, but those whose hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. Do you believe? You must believe. You must believe and say, I believe God's word is for me and for for every other person, every other believer, but we need to believe and hold on to it. What does commit mean? The American College Dictionary says is to give in, trust, or charge, entrust. You know, we have to just entrust our whole life and being, believing that God is in charge of our lives and that he is going to worrying about all what my husband or what the other woman was going on doing was torment to me. And the devil wants to use torment to your heart and your mind of keeping and thinking of all what's going on. And you know what Bob always said? What you were thinking was not happening. You were you, The devil always makes it play it to be worse than it really was. So you need to not be afraid to commit to the Lord, but you need to look at what the Lord says. And let me take you to... Proverbs chapter 16. Now, it's very coincidental is that if you happen to read the Bible through in a year, you might be reading Proverbs because it, you often many people read a proverb of a day and read 30, uh, one, 30 or 31 a month. So let me read just Proverbs, a few uh, verses in Proverbs because this will explain the commitment again. Because you're going to say, well, how can I commit to the Lord? How do you know 
what's going to happen because we when you go to Proverbs 16, let me read it to you, and it says, verse 1, To man belongs the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. Now think about that. To man belongs the plan of the heart, but from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. Verse 2, all a man's way seems innocent to him, that's for sure, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Verse 3 is important. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. And I heard a sermon on this many times. Is well, okay, I'm going to commit. I want a, a BMW or a, a Lexus or whatever. But you know what? It's committing it to the Lord. It's what God wants best for you, and it's committing whatever you do. You know, you can't rob a bank and say that your plans are going to succeed. It's God's will, God's way. Committing everything to the Lord's will and way. Whatever you do, your plans will succeed that way. The Lord works out everything for his own ends, even the wicked for a day of disaster. If you think your husband or wife are not going to be suffering consequences to this sin, if they do not repent and turn from their wicked ways, there's an answer for you in verse 4. You do not have to take revenge, as it says in Romans 12. Give it to God, because there is a day of revenge, and God will take the care of the sinner that has never repented, that's never turned from their sinful ways. Verse 4, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished, though through love and Faithfulness, sin is atoned for through the fear of the Lord, and man avoids evil. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, and that's you, if you're living toward the Lord and wanting him to restore and rebuild your marriage on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. And that's what Bob and I had. We, were, we traded kids back and forth, and there wasn't a lot of strife or arguing. Once the Lord touched my heart, and changed me, and I grew in the Lord, I, I, got, I understood what battles and strife would do to us. So better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. Verse 9, in his heart, a man plans his course. That's your spouse. But the Lord determines his steps. And that's, what, that's that hope that you need. And you need to stand on that scripture. But let me take you and just jump you over um, to a little bit of a couple of other verses, verse starting with verse um, 23 verse uh, in the same chapter. A wise man's heart guides his mouth, and his lips promote instruction. And we talked about our mouth and our tongue just in Ephesians, and I wanted to just include this in there that, you know, the Lord's going to guide your tongue. If you put your tongue or your mouth and your words all on the altar every day. The Lord is going to guide your mouth and tongue and change it. Verse 24, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. In verse 25, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. So, you know, here's commitment. Are you afraid to commit to the Lord? Don't. Because look at Proverbs 16. It's going to remind you. It makes it totally 
uh, uh, remember the vow you made. Remember the commitment you made on your wedding day. And and what do you, how often did your husband or wife start speaking separation or not happy? But they didn't go and we didn't bow our knees. We didn't go and grab our hands together and pray. And that is what you need to do. Oh, if Bob and I had not prayed for this ministry so many, many, many times for you in the ministry, we wouldn't be here right now. But prayer is the secret. And we need to pray. And we need to know that adultery is wrong. And the Lord says it over and over and over again. And as we talked about at the beginning, it's the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the world. You know, we need to go God's way. They've been tempted. There may have been due to Bob's um, incest and and due to Bob's uh, lifestyle prior to to our marriage. The devil opened. He opened up the door to the enemy. And so what we need to do is we need to close those doors. You need to close your doors. That's the Lord to forgive you of all your past. And we need to say, Lord, mold me, make me. And then he's going to start rebuilding your marriage again. Will you trust the Lord? You know, it's hard when you hear the words. It's hard, you want to say, but you don't know the circumstances. You don't know my mother and father-in-law, how they're even helping them out, or they can live there, or they're giving them money, or her money, and, and moved, and I'm, I'm here. I made the mistake. It doesn't matter. It matters what God's Word says. And we know that God hates divorce. So we know that his best is not. And know Matthew 19 and, and read Matthew um, 19 over and over. Say, it's due to the hardness of the heart that, that Moses allowed divorce. It's due to that we, our lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 6. And that's why I divorced Bob was due to my lack of knowledge. But we need to know that there are so many people and I got a letter that I'm, I'm going to have a testimony in it someday. Um, and it, she shared what she wrote on, in the court papers before she got divorced. And, and she was able to state so powerfully what she said. So do not think that the divorce is, is final. It means nothing. I believe I got divorced. So I could show you that we got remarried. It doesn't matter what happens at the courthouse. It matters what God says and in the heavens place. So we need to just hold on. Imagine if we could just see our churches having so many marriage restorations. Imagine if we could see what we could have a revival across the United States. We need to pray for that. We need to pray that every church is going to have a class for marriage restoration. We need to pray that your pastor will pray for hurting marriages all the time, that your, um, that your prayer group um, will pray for it at your church. I'm, some of you have uh, prayer chains and so forth when somebody gets sick. Pray, ask them to add to pray for hurting marriages or marriages that are divorced. And you know what? I know it's it's easy to speak about it when you've got a group of men and women praying for marriage restoration. It's easy to talk about all of our different 
um, circumstances and we can stop and pray immediately, which we do at our Bible studies. But what about if you have a husband that is living at home and they have not left? Or what if you're standing and your wife is threatening on leaving? And let's turn to First Peter chapter 3. And I'm going to wait for you to get that. In First Peter chapter 3, I always say to many men and women, you need to be the First Peter chapter 3 wife. You need to become your spouse's unequally yoked right now because you've accepted the Lord or you, um, your husband, um, you were unequally yoked when you got married. There's many different reasons, which I'm not going to explain all the different reasons, but if your husband has walked away from the Lord and was a believer or whatever way, you need to pray that you will be the first Peter 3 wife. And it says, wives, in the same way, be submissive to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, there it is, that they may be won over and not with uh, hitting him over the head with books or CDs or all that stuff on on the bed um, stand, but it says, may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from the outward adornment such as braided hair and the wearing of gold, jewelry, and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Now, there again, how are you acting? Are you gentle? Are you quiet? And this refers straight back to Ephesians chapter 4. So do a soul-searching, ask the Lord, um, what... What does he see? What does he want to reveal to you? What does he want you to do to change? And that is a very powerful thing to do. When you ask the Lord and surrender your heart and life to him, in Psalm 139, let me interject this so you have it written down. Psalm 139 says in verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That is your prayer for tonight. That is my prayer for you tonight. And it's because it's saying he wants a gentle and quiet spirit for us, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past who put their hope in God, there's that secret, used to make themselves beautiful. They were submissive to their own husbands like Sarah who obeyed Abraham and called him your master. You are the daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. And fear can be knocking at your door right now. Fear of what is going to happen and what is uh, going to be um, coming against you in the future. Do not close the door to fear, but um, know with uh, fear Instead of fear, you can have the power of love and the power of a sound mind. You don't have to give fear in way to fear. Fear is just knocking at your door from the enemy himself. So it says in verse 7, I love men, because it says, Husbands, in the same way, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of gracious gift of life. 
so that anything, so that nothing, 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 anything, will nothing will hinder your prayers. And we know that we need to really watch out because, you know, the enemy wants to constantly have us do things that will hinder our walk with the Lord. And that's what we want to not allow the enemy to do that. But then it goes on. And verse 8 is so important. Finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. And now here's some instructions for you about that other person or anybody else in your family members that are not speaking right right now or maybe doing things or an extended love one in an extended family member. It doesn't matter, but just read this. How are how are we Christians supposed to be living? Do not, um, it says, be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing. It's like Romans 12, um, verses 12 to the end of the chapter. Because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. We want to inherit a blessing. We want to inherit a marriage to be restored. So whoever would love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil. And there's that mouth again. Those are those words again. And we've got to be very careful we don't lose our mouth in arguing or debating. We just have to say, Lord, help change my mouth or zip my lips from things from what I shouldn't be saying and, and responding on. But keep it tongue from evil and his lips from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. He sees us. He knows everything we're thinking or saying or doing. And his ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. What a promise. His ears are attentive to our prayers. So I, I w- would just encourage you to, um, to really seek the Lord and grow in the Lord. And may that be one of your challenges for this summer when your children may be home or you have grandchildren um, that you are going to be seeing. Try to teach them and your children things that they can do to be more like you and more like the Lord and not and explain to them that they're not the cause of the divorce and pray for their hearts to be touched and healed by the Lord. You have a choice. We can radiate darkness and anger and bitterness or we can radiate and and shine like a star. You know, we can be like a magnet when people come to us and they can hear about you in your church and they will come to you for marriage restoration or know that you're praying for your marriage and other people will look for you for encouragement we have talked about if you listen on our monday night bible study nights we talk about our missionary bags and we're sending them to you because we're saying to you be a missionary and get people to pray for their marriage and and you can get them and there's no charge to them but and then, or there's little flyers you can get. Um, has your spouse, spouse walked out? You can get, ask for uh, 10 or 15 of those at a time. But what we're trying to say is remember, we don't have to 
um, Isaiah 43, one of my scriptures I love, in verse 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things. Don't go back in the garbage can and dig out all what your spouse has done. We need to forgive them. We need to go on. We need to forgive the other people that have been involved in all of this. But it says, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Shall you and shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Imagine rivers in a desert. God will do the impossible. He will do a miracle. Because we need to never, never forget the power of God who can answer your prayers and can move your mountains of circumstances. We need to have faith in God. We need to totally trust the Lord and choose to wait for God's best. You don't want a counterfeit. As a movie told me that last night, you don't want a counterfeit. But we want to believe that nothing, nothing is impossible. You know, I started, when we started this ministry, I always was afraid. Back several years ago, Romans 8.28 was a very popular verse that if anything happened, they would quote it. So I got to the point where I never used it. But now I just believe that this is so perfect for us tonight. Then as I close, this is our last scripture I want to share. Going into prayer, in verse 24 it says, But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what is already he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And, oh, I know you've heard that scripture from me. Because we must wait for the seed to sow and we must wait for the harvest. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts and knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. And that's what you want. You want God's perfect will. If we get God's perfect will, that other person is going to be gone from our spouses. And that's what you've got to stand on. And then remember Romans 8:28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who loved him, who have been called according to his purpose. So I am just praising the Lord that we're not going to dwell on the past. We're going to pray that God is going to reconcile, restore, rebuild your marriage and resurrect it. Even if it's dead, it doesn't matter. Be made, built on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And we're going to pray for your husband or wife's heart and life to be transformed totally like a Saul to a Paul in Acts chapter 9. And your restored marriage is going to be a lighthouse because the Lord's going to use you. And he is going to be the designer of your new marriage. And he's going to be the one inside there saying, let's rebuild this wall. Let's rebuild every room, one room at a time. And do not be afraid of how it's going to be restored. Because when God's in it, it will be all right. We need to pray most of all for the salvation 
in the transformation of your husband or wife and your loved ones. I went and started asking God to rebuild my mother and father-in-law's relationship with me because I had told them all the garbage of what Bob had done from, like, the first day of our marriage. I didn't spare any details. If we had a fight, I told them. I seemed like I told them everything, but I'm sure I didn't. But it was more than they needed to know. And I had to go there, and the Lord said, you need to repent. You devastated them. And they didn't need to know everything. So I went and I repented. And then one day on uh, her birthday, I uh, took a strawberry pie to her with my grand with my with the grandchildren, my three children, and said, "Here, here's a here's a pie. Here's your favorite pie that you always love." And I know that you know what you'll never see another man in my home, other than your children growing up. And your husband, your son, will always be welcome at our home to rebuild their marriage. I believe God's going to rebuild our marriage. I know you can't see it, but it doesn't matter. I believe that's what God is telling me to wait for, and I'll be there till I'm old. And you know what? They didn't look like they believed it, but in the end, when Bob and I walked in the doors after we were married, you know what Bob said to her? He said, Mom... Dad, guess what we did this afternoon? And she said as quickly as she opened her mouth, you got remarried. Never doubt what God's going to do for you and for your husband or wife. Keep keep seeking the Lord. Keep asking for promises. Keep asking him to show you're on the right road. You're not on a detour road. And grow in the Lord and radiate. Be a servant to the Lord and be a lighthouse for marriage restoration because God never fails. What he promises, he will do. But you know what? We need to serve the Lord no matter what. I didn't care if my marriage was restored when I'm 80. I cared that I followed my Lord and I I made a marriage vow, I made a covenant, and I wanted to hold my side to it. And that's what we need to do. So, Lord, we're really excited that we were here tonight, and I'm so excited that we chose to do a prayer session. We always do a circle at Pompano Bible Study, and we always pray popcorn prayers. And Lori is going to share how we're going to do this with the phone and all. But we're excited that you called in. Uh, We're blessed that it's recorded, and we pray that... Any and everyone will listen to these prayers even later on as men and women pray for their spouse, just their first name. We're not going to share any garbage about them, but we're just going to pray for their heart and life to be transformed in all standards, hearts and lives, and all prodigals, all of our children. We're just going to pray for the big things that we need, or if you're going to court, give us the date of your court, and we'll pray that it will be canceled forever. But we just want this to be bring glory and honor to the Lord when we pray and we open this up. And she's going to tell you all the details. And God bless you all. Never, never give up on your marriage. I just want to add also, um, before I give you more instructions than um, Mom just gave you on the prayer that it is possible for you all to go through this journey and to um, 
fight this battle and still have your integrity. It is um, not only possible, but we see men and women doing it every day. And in Job um, chapter 2, verse 3, it says, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. And just as the Lord called Job blameless and upright, I know that many of you, that is his vision and his view of you as well. And you are being blameless and upright in the midst of this battle, in the midst of this awful thing that is happening to you. And um, I heard a sermon recently on integrity, and one of the key points that stuck out is integrity is making my daily actions line up with my heart's values. It's not always easy. In those days that you feel like you've been berated again and defeated again, and, and you've seen a picture on social media that breaks your heart, or you've had an argument that breaks your heart, it's hard to do, but it is possible to go through this with integrity and to stay um, pure in your actions and your motives. And the Lord's going to bless you for that. So I would just encourage you not to get discouraged. Um, as moms, we are going to have time of prayer right now, and we want to open the phone line so that you all can join us and pray. Um, there's a lot of people on this call, and so in order to allow the most people to have Pray, we would ask that you um, just pray a brief prayer, and um, in order to do that, everyone's phone is muted right now, but when you feel that you would be um, willing to pray, you can push star six, and it will unmute your phone. Just be aware that if you do that, um, a couple of you may be unmuted at the same time, so just wait a second and listen to make sure that you're not going to um, take over someone. And then we would ask that when you're done praying to keep the background going to a minimum, if you would just remute your phone so that we can um, continue in the spirit of prayer being able to listen to people that are praying. So um, I will open us in prayer and ask you to pray for star six on your phone and we invite you to join us to um, pray at this time.
Hello? 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 You can pray. Uh, <laughs> uh, dear Lord, I just want to thank you for Charlene. And rest in peace, Bob. I just thank God for this ministry because it's really brought me a long way and helped so many other people that I know. And uh, I just pray that you will bless them as they continue to bless others. I pray for my covenant husband, Roberto, right now, dear Lord. He's in Brazil at the World Cup, but he's hanging out with his friends. And, God, you know wherever they are, you are. And I thank you because today I have strength. I ask you to continue to bless me and the kids. And, Lord, just if you give him a Damascus Road experience, whatever you have to do, God, but bring him to you first, Lord. You know, Father, just just thank you because I know all things through you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for developing Rejoice Marriage Ministries, Charlene and Bob. Um, they've been a blessing to me and a lifeline. I can't even oh, begin yeah. to tell you. But, Father, I yeah. ask you to take care of my husband, Ed. You know where Ed is and what he's doing Soften his heart and his mind. Yes. Bring yes. him out of his sinful relationship and bring him yes. back to you. Yes. He was searching for you when this happened, and Satan took him through his secret sins and took him in captivity. I beg of you, Father, to save my friend, my love, my covenant spouse, and um, bring him home to me in Jesus' name. I pray for all Amen. articles and leaders in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I just thank you, God, for all that you've done. Father, God, I just thank you right now that, Lord, you are with all the standers across this universe, from the east, south, north, and west, everywhere, Lord, male and female. You are are faithful to each one of us. After 32 years, I can honestly say that I am seeing a breakthrough in my husband, Mike. God, you are bringing him around the corner. And I just thank you for all the prodigals. I thank you that your your power of the blood of Christ is upon each and one of them, and you are bringing them home just like you did in Luke 16. Yes. And as we standers watch and we pray and we praise you and we change to the glory of you, God, I just thank you that you will be given all the glory. I thank you for Charlene. I thank you for Lori and him and her children and grandchildren. Continue to bless them. Be there for them. And you will hold them in your glory here on heaven and earth. And just we will stand strong and united in you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father. This is Valerie from Minnesota. Just asking in agreement. I pray a specific prayer request tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray that my ex husband, Kevin, and his girlfriend, will not be taking my two children to Peru on a trip in July, God. I pray that the whole trip, in the name of Jesus Christ, would fall apart. I don't care if they have everything planned, God, if the money's been paid. I'm asking you tonight, Lord, that the trip be canceled in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, amen, Lord. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Father, this is Cindy Hamilton in California, and I just want to thank God for all the signs 
I just want to praise your name, Lord, and give you all the glory for how you speak to us in so many ways. I thank you for leading me five years ago um, to Rejoice Marriage Ministries, Lord, and I thank you, God, for how you have mm-hmm. um, have have just um, healed um, standards, Lord. And I pray for a continued healing in the hearts of standards, mm-hmm. that it won't be just about our pain, God, but that it will be about what you will do with our pain, God, to heal others. Yeah. And I pray, Father yeah. God, for John. Yes, I pray, God, that you would give him the supernatural power, God, to forgive me for all that I have done. And I thank you, mm-hmm. God, that I, I, I will never mm-hmm. stop standing. I thank you for your for your um, answered prayer suddenly, God. Now you said you would restore my home that you saved. And you, Father yes. God, have done it in ways I would have never imagined, God. My whole house is being painted and new carpet mm-hmm. and new floors and new backyard. And it's all you, God, and so humbling. And, and you gave me a word, Father God, and, um, in Isaiah 61, Lord. And, and you said that shame will be replaced with honor. And, Lord, I pray that mm-hmm. for all standards, Lord, that our shame would be replaced with honor and that, and that we will be rewarded, Father God, but that you, Father God, will be glorified that you, God, would be glorified. And so now, Father, yes. in agreement, because I believe in agreement, agreeing in yes. the name of Amen. Jesus, I pray Jesus. for my son, who has, who is a, a awesome, innocent child of 20 years old, has, has been living for you, Lord. I pray, God, that you break that depression and that oppression oh. that comes on him, God, in the name of Jesus, as he's being forced to go Jesus. live with the other yes, woman Lord. and to go oh. live with his father. Oh. It's only temporary. I know that it's you, God. I don't want him to have to leave, but this is what's happening. And I pray, God, that you'd bring him and his dad back home, Lord, to, to live Jesus. out their purposes Jesus. and your plans for his life and his future. And I pray for my daughter, who's 23, Lauren, um, who's addicted to meth. I pray that this Thursday she oh, will go with me to, to Team Challenge, Lord, that she will go to Team Challenge, and this time she will stay because the enemy had her leave, and he, and he wanted to discourage me and our family that she is not going to be healed. But I know she is healed. In the name yes, of Jesus, Lord. and so I stand in faith. I believe in for Lauren and Johnny, who are victims. Their Thank hearts you, are wounded, God, and I know you are capable and you are bigger than any of our wounded hearts, God. And so I pray, God, that you would heal my son and my daughter. And I thank you for my three oldest children who, are, who you, Father God, are working in their lives. And I thank you for my grandchildren. And I thank you for 37 years of marriage. In five years, he has not divorced me because you have lost it. In Jesus' name, I pray you put a hedge of thorns around him. I thank you for the other woman find, going forward and accepting you, God. But I pray that you'd open her eyes that she is wrong, that she can't stay with, with my husband. In Jesus' name, God, I put a hedge of thorns between them, Lord. And I pray, God, that you sever that relationship and, and, and break that, that deception for all, all, all of them. They think that, that you want to give them another chance with another person, but you want them, God, to be right with you and to come back Amen. and let you restore their marriages, Amen. God, and, and break the generational yes, curses. And so I thank you yes. for it now. Yes. And this is yes. not as short as Charlene wanted, but thank you, Charlene, for giving us this opportunity to pray in Jesus' name. Please be reminded as we continue Thank to pray Jesus to mute time. your phones so that we can um, listen to the prayers that there are hundreds of people on this phone call. We don't want to not be able to hear the people pray. So just
from Wyoming. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Father God, I I thank you for this ministry that helped me so much and continues to help me in my marriage, and that my husband and I are back together again. Um, Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I just pray for my husband, Brent, that you would just help him to let go of the bitterness and the unforgiveness and help me also to just the times when it rises up in me to completely let it go and that our, our children and our marriage would be completely restored. And I believe in that, Lord. My friend Julie and her husband Blaine, who were in a real similar situation, and also um, listening to this ministry, I pray, Father, that you would restore their marriage 100% and help them to just do your will, Lord, and to love you and be a servant to you and to each other. Amen. This is uh, Emily calling from Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. Um, And I want to pray for Jim, who converted to Islam so that he could divorce me quickly and uh, hook up with a, a Moroccan girl. And this is his pattern. So, Father God, I just praise you, Lord God, that that this time the plans of the enemy will not succeed. Lord, I bless Jim, and I thank you, Lord, that you will resurrect him back to Christ, and you will resurrect our marriage, Lord. I pray for the other woman, Lord, for her salvation, Lord, and I pray, Lord, that that uh, even though they're betrayed, Lord, that the wedding won't go through, Lord, and I pray that you would give me wisdom whether to take this job in Qatar or to to, try, to stay in Abu Dhabi. Lord, I pray that as he prepares to leave the country so that he can get away from me and be with her in Morocco, Lord, I pray that you would stop that. And I just put a hedge of thorns around him that as he pursues his lover, she will not catch her. And I thank you, Father, for giving me opportunity after opportunity to show him the love of Jesus and the way that you fill me with your Holy Spirit and love for him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. This is from Florida. Hello? Hello? Lisa from Missouri. And I, first of all, want to thank you so much for this ministry. And I praise God for this. I don't know what I would do without it. Um, I'm asking for prayers for my husband, Jonathan, who I, I guess in the world view, he's my ex-husband now. Um, we were married 30 years, and I am praying for him to leave the other woman and uh, forget the past and see that our potential is wonderful if he would forgive and stop listening to the world views on divorce. Um, I ask for restoration, complete restoration of our marriage and our family, um, for Jonathan to find love for me again, uh, like he has never had before, even more so than ever, um, for him to come back to the Lord. And I'd also like to ask for prayers for my two adult children um, who are suffering greatly, especially my son, that they lean on God and seek him and find him and find comfort in, in him and not be caught up into the world's 
focuses on on sin and and many other things. Um, I have a wonderful Christian family. It just feels like everything has fallen apart, and the enemy thinks that he's won, but he has not. So, again, I just ask for the relationship with my husband and the other woman to be forever and complete restoration of my marriage and family. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. This is, this is Ryan from California. I just want to play for my ex-wife, Amy, that, uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to trust you and all these uh, prayers, Lord, that you just do your will. We pray that you just uh, teach me to be a man of God, that I could have her come back home to, Lord, that I am strong, and, and you take my weaknesses away, Lord. I also pray that you just show all these prodigals mercy and love, Lord. I pray that you just show them the kindness as you are, as that your kindness might bring them to repentance, Lord. We pray for all the struggling people that are going through the same thing, Lord. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are, Lord. You created us, and you can do anything you want. So I just pray that you just give us a special comfort and a peace of mind, knowing that we have to trust you. I pray that you give us the faith, where the faith comes from you, Lord, and we have to rely on you to provide us what we need. And we just thank you, and we praise you, Lord. And just continue to be with Amy's family as her mom just I pray you just give them comfort and that he is in hands with you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Hi, um, my name is Renee. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, thank you. I just want to pray, start, starting off with thanking Charlene and her ministry. Um, in my darkest days, the worst days of my life, I thought, I'm so glad to have found um, her site. If it was not for that site, I don't think I'd be standing today. But I just thank God for her and everything that her and Bob gone through. I know it was horrible, but, man, what you went through helped me to open my eyes. And I know that, you know, God has a plan for all of us. For all the prodigals standing, I know it's hard because it's hard for me. But I pray that God bring back our spouses. And I pray that he give us the strength to continue to do this because I can't do it on my own. And I think, thank you for the brothers brothers and sisters that are standing today because we need each other. This is not something Amen. we can do on our own. And I just say thank you guys for being on this line. Thank you for praying. I thank God for giving us all the strength to be able to stand and do this. And I just ask that he... He give our spouses, he opened their eyes, softened their hearts, and helped them to realize, you know, that we're here. We're human. We make mistakes, but by God's grace, we're going to win, you guys. We're not going to lose. We're going to win. And in Jesus' name, I pray for our husbands and wives to return home. I was going to give it to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you. Amen. 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 This is Susie from Florida. And... Recently, my husband and I moved back, my ex-husband, we moved back in together two weeks ago. Amen. And Amen. It's, been, it's been hard, though, because we don't get along. We don't. And I just, just pray, pray that God bring uh, my just family pray. back together we'll... because... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Just pray 
and ask the Lord to heal what's going on and then send us an email about that, okay? Yeah. Okay, I will. I've been standing for three years, and a friend of mine's got me to your side, and I thank God for you guys. Okay, well, just and let I'll me, eat. what's Susie and what's your, hus- what's your husband's name? Tim. Tim, all right. Well, you just press star six, and I'll pray for you, okay? Lord, okay. we just thank you for Tim and Susie getting back together again, and Lord, there is a process to marriage restoration, and we just ask that you will touch her, encourage her, strengthen her, and Lord, we ask for Tim to have a Damascus Road experience where he turns his heart and life over to you, and that his heart will be transformed, and in the process of he will become a new creature in Christ. Lord, that is how it's going to all work and how it's going to happen, but it takes time. So, Lord, I just pray the standard will just, Susie will just increase her faith and hope and pray and not look at the circumstances, but just mm-hmm. keep thanking and praising the Lord that her husband is under, his, under their roof. Lord, we just need to understand the, the, where they've come from and what they need to do. And we just ask that you will just uh, change this man's heart and with other thousands and thousands of men's hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. This is Mary from Minnesota, and I just want to praise the Lord for what he is doing in especially these long stands. Um, We've seen um, another ministry that Charlene loves very much, seen a lot of long stands that have had breakthroughs recently. And I just want to praise the Lord, especially I texted, um, Lord, I thank you for what you've done with myself and my husband, Don, and how you've opened up communication this last year. And just the texting back and forth, never thought I would ever see that, Lord, but that's the beginning. That's, praise the Lord. That's the cloud. We're looking at the horizon. That's the cloud that's the size of the man's hand. And, Lord, we just thank you. I pray for all um, the standers that are on this line that have waited a number of years to see their miracle, that they would not give up, Lord, but that your grace would sustain them and you would continually say to them, you have not missed me. You've heard my voice. I want you to stand. I want to do a work in your heart. I want to do a work in your husband's heart, in your spouse's heart. And I just I thank you, Lord, that you are so great that you don't leave us where we are, Lord, but you change us. And thank you, Lord, for how much you've changed me over this last number of years. You're doing the same with my husband in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 This is Dean this is from... Catherine from Alaska again. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I'm one of those with a long stand, and I just want to encourage all of you. Um, I was 28 years old. When I started and I raised our daughter, she was three, and she's now in her 30s. Um, but wow. my husband has been in the non-covenant for over 20 years, and it's been very painful for him and for her. And I can see over the last five months, he's made more contacts with me by texting and calling and coming over than he has in 32 years. And he's wow. beginning to be very humble. He's not a Christian. Um, but he's coming around the corner like I prayed earlier in Luke 16. At 28 years old, if you would have told me I was a new Christian, that I would have stood and not had more children and not had a husband and not had all those things, I would have told God and everyone they were crazy. But you know what? God is faithful. It turned out to be one day, 
in 10 years, and I'm not saying that all of you who are standing six months, please don't say, oh, my God, please don't let me wait 32 years. I don't think we have 32 years. Um, as Charlene said earlier, we are in the end just, time. And I think yes, this is we genetic. Are. Just, yeah, we, I just say your prayer now time. for long stands, okay? And I think that God is working miracles. Amen. Okay, Lord, we just thank you for all of these uh, praise reports. We thank you for the long stands that have happened, and we don't understand why. But, Lord, we know that you have touched so many miracles, so many marriages, and you're touching long stands to turn them into where they're being restored. And we just give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you for all this time that we've had to pray. We thank you that you are the God of restoration. We thank you that you can uh, take that heart of stone in Ezekiel 36 and you can turn it to a heart of flesh. Nothing, nothing is too hard. Lord, we are held accountable for our behavior, for our lifestyle, for how we act and react and everything we do, whether we're standing for a marriage or we're praying for... um, for a normal marriage that has ups and downs and circumstances. So, Lord, we also ask that you will be with all of our people that um, that came on our website and um, today and every day that have had their hearts and lives transformed, that they actually came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is the most ultimate, most perfect thing that, that can happen is that they know the Lord first. And now, Lord, we ask that you would also touch all of our spouses that do not know the Lord that we're praying for tonight, that you would um, have them seek you while they may be found and call on them while we, they are near. We pray for the wicked will forsake their way and the evil man his thoughts. And we're praying that he will turn his heart to the Lord or her heart to the Lord and that you will have mercy on them. But we're just going to pray that you will uh, touch the stander and that they will not get weary, they will not give up, they will not give in, that they will not fall into sin, which some do. Lord, we ask that you will protect them from the evil one, that they will not be tempted and fall into the trap that their spouse has fallen into. Lord, we ask that you will uh, take that heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh, and they will radiate the Lord Jesus Christ wherever they go to whoever they see and speak marriage restoration, but not look at the time, not look at the months, just look at what your plan and purpose is for them that very moment. There is a plan, and the Lord is the greatest husband that we could ever have, the greatest person, greatest friend, greatest provider, greatest protector. And, Lord, we ask that you will be our shield, you will be defender, but we ask that you will open all of the prodigal's eyes. We ask that you will open our eyes and turn us from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God to receive forgiveness of our sins. Lord, we ask that you will transform and touch all the children that are involved, all the um, other children of the other person's children. They've been wounded and hurt just as much as our children have. So, Lord, we ask that you would go into every one of the circumstances, every one of the situations, and we ask that you would be the one to work out the details. And we just ask that you will go to our chapel page every day and the people that can pray and know how to pray and have a burden to pray. Lord, go to them and as they pray over the chapel page and pray for the, all the court hearings to be canceled except for the ones that you know God's perfect 
plan and will. If I hadn't been divorced, I don't know if I would have ever softened my heart. So my divorce was not for naught. And Lord, I pray that you would go to the, everybody would go to the chapel page and that they would not be so consumed by our, all of our problems that we do not pray for the ones that are sick and for all the other issues that are on there. So Lord, we praise you and thank you for prayer. We thank you for this special telephone conference and we give you all the glory and honor for how many people have been helped tonight and all the people are going to be helped tomorrow and the next days that are going to hear it and we just give you the praise and the glory thank you lord for tonight and we ask blessings and restoration on every one of these families in jesus precious holy name amen god bless you guys if we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.